Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to New Idea Royals, the only podcast that takes you behind the scenes of Palace Life. I'm Rebecca Hyde and joining us today is royal expert and commentator Angela Mollard. Hello, lovely to have you here, Angela. Hi, good to be here talking all things royal. So Meghan and Harry have won over the nation. What do you think has been the highlights of their visit so far, Ange? Oh, there's so many, aren't there? I particularly love the time they spent in Dubbo with the farmers. I mean, it was just so heartfelt. Those people really enjoyed their presence. They were there all day. Meghan brought the banana bread with the ginger and chocolate in it that she'd Love baked them. herself that evening. You know, she really has understood the Antipodean notion of bringing a plate. I love the little hug with Luke Clements, the little six-year-old, who just threw his arms around them, particularly Harry, because he thought he was like Santa Claus and that's his favourite person. I thought the one-wave circle at Bondi where they sat around, it was a very kumbaya, but I loved it, all that colour. And Harry spoke you know, very openly about uh, his own struggle with mental health and, and urged people to, to reach out. Uh, other highlight, of course, was Harry's um, speech at the Invictus Games opening ceremony, which was, you know, a, a call to people to take the spirit of that Games, the, the unconquerable, the undefeated spirit, and bring it into our own lives. Uh, my favourite photo of the entire tour so far has been when on the front steps of the uh, of the Opera House forecourt, there's just Megan sitting in a chair and he's practising his speech and and, you know, it's just the two of them and this iconic location. And she's this sort of adoring wife checking that he's, you know, he's going to be all right on the night. <laughs> My favourite one so far. Love it. And Megan has pulled out of some events. Um, Harry revealed the pregnancy has taken its toll. Do you think she needs to slow down? Look, 76, possibly 77 events over 16 days is a lot of work in really anybody's anybody's books you know she's had a huge first week she's um got more ahead she's uh it's event after event after event he said it was taking its toll but he made a the point that she wasn't sick she was just tired obviously she's jet lagged we know when you fly from the opposite end of the world that you tend to wake up at sort of 4 30 we also know the invictus games opening ceremony went on nearly two hours longer than expected because of the the storm in sydney that night so i think that um you know she will be tired she's talked about getting up and doing yoga at 4.30 in the morning. So she's trying to mitigate some of the effects of, of, of exhaustion. But, you know, anyone would be suffering in these circumstances. Oh, she's doing very well, isn't she? These young royals are connecting in profound ways. What difference do you think they're making, Ange? I've never seen anything like it, Beck. I just They're just spontaneous, impromptu. They seem to um, have purpose and relevance uh, to things that are contemporary. Um, it's not all just tiaras and handshakes. There's real, really getting down and talking to people, even the way they crouch down and talk to children. It's not a bending over. It's actually getting down on children's eye level. Um, natural moments when they were at the school in uh, Melbourne and um, the head girl and boy were walking behind them and uh, Megan sort of turned around and, and 
you know, ushered them forward to walk next to them. It's it's less staged. It's more spontaneous. I loved when the sailor jumped on the boat and gave Harry that enormous bear hug and Megan was looking on, laughing her head off. There's a lot more unscripted moments in, in this tour natural. than we've seen before. Also, we've heard them talk about becoming parents a couple of times. Remind us of these moments. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they've been able to, they've, they've just told everybody and the they don't have much quiet time just to <laughs> ruminate and enjoy it themselves. They're out there working every day. But we have had a few things said that very early on in the tour when Harry and Meghan were talking to Daphne Dunn, the, the lovely 98-year-old who met them um, on the Opera House walkabout. They, they were mic'd up and oh, she was mic'd up. So we got to hear what he and she was saying to them. Um, what we heard was Megan telling Daphne that um, next time that they were in town, hopefully they'd be able to bring their little one along. We've also heard Harry talk about um, them being here and, her, and their ex- impending arrival at the opening ceremony of the Invictus Games. And he spoke very movingly about being here and being able to share that news with uh, Australians. But also my, one of my favourites, uh, Harry was walking along at an Invictus Games event and a member of the public called out and said, I hope it's going to be a girl. And Harry turned around and said, me too, <laughs> which I, you know, I can imagine he would be pretty chuffed to have a girl. He's grown up with a brother and largely a dad since he was, you know, 12 years old. So it's a very boy household. Uh, I can imagine he'd love a little little girl. So very little cute. Little mini Megan. I'm sure he'd be happy with whatever he has. Of course. Also, someone gave the game away that Megan was a little further on in her pregnancy than we first thought. Mm. Well, we knew that she'd had the 12 weeks uh, checkup, and, uh, but it would appear that uh, from an exchange with uh, Australian singer Missy Higgins that she might be a bit further along. So at the event uh, at Admiralty House, Missy and uh, Megan were chatting and Missy had her baby there. And afterwards, Missy put up on social media the picture of the two of them and said, oh my gosh, I wouldn't be able to do this if I, when I was four months along, which I think gives an indication that Megan might have said to her that she was four months along. As I don't think Missy would have um, posted it otherwise. So I think we may be seeing a little baby sooner than we thought. <laughs> and what have they got planned in the days ahead? Oh, there's so much happening. So there's obviously the Pacific Islands, Fiji and Tonga. They've got a lot of events there, all sorts of things from some events where Megan is going to be talking with young women. There's a morning tea at the British High Commissioner's residence, lots of student conservation, sustainable tourism, and they're meeting with local landowners and villagers. So really packed schedule there as it has been thus far. Then they're back to Sydney for the weekend and the close of the Invictus Games. And then, of course, on to New Zealand for the final few days of the tour. Very, very busy. Megan has to, uh, has to date worn a fairly classic colour palette. What's been the standout outfits for you, Ange? Oh, I've loved all of it. The standout really was the first day for me that white Karen G dress which we were not you know I I just I wasn't expecting it I suppose I I just love that dress it was so simple so straightforward we'd had her all wrapped up in the the dark colours at Eugenie's wedding and then getting off the plane with the ring binders and it was just such a beautiful day in Sydney the white opera house that her white dress that was my favourite so far but I absolutely love that she wore the Outland jeans and the um, white shirt and the Serena Williams blazer those Outland jeans have sold out they're a sustainable brand they go to help um, young women in Cambodia so you know there's a lot of meaning in a lot of the selection of the clothes that have been worn the Dion Lee blue dress was gorgeous and I love the pinstripe jacket on Saturday which she wore to go and uh, have lunch with Scott Morrison and his wife 
And uh, Taria Pitt was also at that lunch and I love she put up on um, Instagram a picture of her in the middle with Harry and Meghan on one side and, and the Prime Minister and his wife on the other. And she said, oh, yeah, um, helping out the sisterhood by uh, cracking into the bottomless mimosas. Sorry, Megs, that you couldn't, you know, <laughs> drink them yourself. It was a very funny um, exchange and I, I just I, – I thought – how wonderful that those two got to meet. I, I interviewed Taria many times and um, she's a fabulous woman and of all the sort of ambassadors for Australia that uh, Megan could meet while she's here, I was very pleased to see that she got to meet her. Yeah, that's lovely. And any fashion fails, do you think? Oh, she never makes a mistake, does she? She The cut, everything is perfect. She's um, she's great with different lengths. She's, um, you know, she's got a, she's got a beautiful figure. She wears original things, the stripes to the beach. The only thing I'd like to see, and I think we may see more of this, is um, a bit more colour. I think the um, Pacific Islands will we'll see a lot more, but I would like to see a bit more colour. It's a typical royal thing to do. The Queen does it all the time. She's, she knows she's being photographed. She knows she has to stand out from the crowd. So she's she's out there. Now, I'm not saying Megan has to go full lime or full <laughs> fluoro, fluoro orange, but um, maybe I, a bit of red. I would well like to see a little bit more colour, yeah. And she supported a lot of Australian designers. Whose clothes has she worn so far? Yeah, lots of Australian. So she's worn the uh, Dion Lee dress, uh, which is sold out. So that that was uh, that hadn't even gone um, uh, into shops yet. There's pre-orders, and those all those pre-orders have sold out. The Karen, oh, wow. Karen G dress, um, that uh, the white one, that's on sale in blue, uh, navy, black, and white. And um, but that, on the day she wore it, it crashed the uh, designer's website. She wore a lot of Martin <laughs> Grant, that beautiful trench. Coat that we've seen a couple of times, plus the stripy dress uh, on the beach. She's also had the Oriton bag uh, at the weekend, which she wore um, over her blazer. And I'm sure there's plenty more to come. And have we seen any hint of a baby bump? I think we have. I think the blue Dion Lee dress, there was definitely a hint. And also, if you're looking for a hint of a baby bump, in the new idea one-shot Royals in Australia's tour souvenir magazine that comes out on Thursday, there is a picture of her side-on on the beach in the black and brown striped dress and you can definitely see a bump. You heard it here first. <laughs> and why Harry's clothes don't garner the same attention? He's been spotted wearing an interesting accessory. Yeah, I want one of these. So this is a really cool ring. I, I noticed it on the first day and I've been, it was you know, trying to find out what, what it was. It's an aura ring, spelt O-U-R-A, and what it does is it measures his sleep patterns and his activity, and it connects with a smartphone and downloads and tells you how busy he's been. We know that Harry's on a massive health kick since he met Megan. He's um, given up alcohol for the course of uh, her pregnancy. What's interesting about this ring, I was thinking, oh, I wonder, they're always holding hands, and it's always that hand, often they're quite hot. And I was thinking, won't it be reading Megan's activity levels? But oh, I found course. out the sensors are inside the uh. band. So very clever. It's a bit like a Fitbit on your finger. Oh, amazing. Mm. And Thomas Markle has spoken about Meghan's birth. What has he revealed? Yes, he has. He said that he was at the border crossing when he heard the news on the radio. And actually, from you know, from the last conversations that he's had about Meghan have been so unhelpful, thoughtless, clunky, self, so. you know, self-obsessed. And this time, he actually just was really simply said, "My baby's having a baby. I'm so happy. I can't wait to see a little Harry or a little Meghan." And then he spoke about Meghan's own birth very movingly, actually, where he said that when Doria. Uh, 
had given birth to Megan. It was via cesarean. And so he was the first person to hold her. And he released a picture of, of himself holding her as a newborn and spoke really lovingly. I would love to see these two reunited and for things to calm down. A bit of advice and a bit of guidance to connect back with the family, I think, would be great for all around. You know, Megan needs that connection with her family. Agreed. I'm not sure, Samantha, we, can, we need to let her back into the fold. But... <laughs> But Thomas, you know, he's a he's an older guy, and to be able to enjoy his grandchild is a he hasn't earned it, but I'd like to see him earn it. And there's been some talk of baby names. What are your favourites, Ange? The odds are on Diana and Victoria, uh, Albert, Arthur, James. I don't think there'll be a James, Philip, those sorts of names. I definitely don't want it to be Diana. You can't you can't give a baby a name of a woman who is you know the, one of the greatest most popular women that have ever lived. You you can't sort of repeat that. I don't think you need to honour her by allowing her her own name. Uh, and also, Princess Charlotte has Diana as a middle name, as we know. I, I think we'll go for they'll go for something far more original. I think not necessarily an out there American hippy dippy name, but I think it'll be a lot more like the Beatrice and Eugenies that those names that the not in direct ascension to the throne are used more commonly because, you know, Zara, for instance, you know, there was no chance these girls were going to make it um, onto the throne unless there was a um, some tremendously awful event. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see it a bit more creative. What about the gifts the royals are given? What happens to those? Yeah, it's interesting. If they are worth more than 256 Australian dollars, it's uh, 150 pounds, they need to be given back. So anything under oh, okay. that. So, yeah, oh, so interesting. Um, yes, yeah, so um, that's just part of royal protocol. So anything under that, they are returned. Most of the gifts are given us soft toys, little tiaras, flowers, obviously. Lots of those um, go into the royal collection and they're sort of put on display. Some of them are kept. They can be kept for up to five years and unfortunately some of them do get thrown out. Oh, I always wondered about that. That's very interesting. Um, the cost of this trip has been revealed to be $1 million. Is that a lot compared to the other royal visits? It's actually very similar to Charles and Camilla's visit here. Their last visit here was around a $1 million. And obviously we get to sit because the public purse pays for these. It, it is on the on the public record. Kate and William's visit, which was a little bit shorter. But I, yes, I think it was a 10-day visit. Theirs was only between four fifty and four and 500000 So a, a little less expensive. But then Meghan and Harry are covering a lot of ground and they've got a lot sure. of events on. People think it's a lot of money. It's in terms of tourism, not at all. I mean, we're showcasing the harbour, the Harbour Bridge with Dubbo, Melbourne, Fraser Island. We're, we're seeing, you know, the beautiful landscape. We're seeing those wonderful parts of Sydney and, and, and also the people. I think one of the things that has been noted, there's been a lot of talk about how great Meghan and Harry are. I think that's also how great Australians have been. They've oh, been so incredibly true. welcoming. They've been characterful they've had proper conversations they're less stiff upper lip than the Brits and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of PDAs going on between Meghan and Harry but there's a lot of public displays of affection from the public to the royal couple as well and just looking to into the future a bit what role do you think the royal family will play in 10 years from now the royal family and the monarchy has secured its future with this generation 20 years ago, we, we faced a situation where there was a lot of unrest in the royal family. The Queen talked about her Annus Horribilis, her you know, awful year. She had three children who had gone through marriage breakdowns. There was a lot of question about 
the um, purpose of the monarchy. I think what's happened with the young royals is that the Queen has given roles to Kate and William and to Meghan and Harry, to Princess Anne. And what that's meant is that they have a purpose. They've also taken on causes of their own that are very important to them, conservation, uh, mental health, things that really resonate with youth particularly. And I think in, in focusing on lots of these things, sustainability, uh, the environment, what they're really doing is protecting their future, but they're also incredibly relevant. They're not just wandering around, pressing the flesh, um, sort of out of touch and over-gilded. It's not that anymore. They, they seem to really be one of us. And Prince Charles turned 70 on November the 14th. Well, he'll be itching to get to the throne, do you think? I'm sure he was. I remember <laughs> living in London when he uh, turned 50 and I had to dress up as if I was uh, if, as if I was living in the year that he was born, which I think would have been 1940, yes, 1948. So I had to put on all this post-war stuff and pretend that I, you know, I had a little charcoal line up the back of my leg because you couldn't afford stockings in those days. And I remember <laughs> thinking then, oh, God, I hope this guy gets a chance to do it. And that was at 50. So we're talking 20 years ago, which means I'm obviously very old myself. But um, I think 70, you know, it, she's not leaving a much chance no, to have a crack really at not. it. Look, I think we'll see in the next couple of years uh, a passing over of more duties to him. Um, uh, but I, I, in terms of taking the throne, no, I don't, I, you know, it will be her death. Uh, that that prompts that accession. Yeah, sure. Royals have visited many times since the Queen in the 1950s. So over the years, what are the highlights? Oh, there's been so many. And the Queen's been multiple times. And each time, you know, uh, she seems to do more and more. The highlights for me, I love the moment when Prince Charles was here and he came out of the um, sea at Bondi. I think it was 1979 and uh, the... Uh, the model Jane Priest went up to him to try and kiss him and he went no 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 you can't and if you consider that with the affection that's thrown around these days it's very funny um I was talking to someone at Channel 7 also um who was there when Diana visited and this was at Bondi Beach and and there were some lifeguards came along and they were in their budgie smugglers and one of the royal um security and um part of the entourage said oh no no we better put get them to put some clothes on and Diana said no no let them let them come up she was (laughs) was all for it. Look, there's so many. A um, couple of times dancing with Prince Charles. There was actually a really affectionate moment um, in Newcastle in um, on one of their earliest tours where she's wearing pink. It's in the again in the one shot, and he's got his hand on his her her wrist. And I know it was an unhappy marriage for the most part, but in those early days there was some lovely moments, and you know they really were well certainly from her point of view a couple in love in those early stages. And I, I think we do well to remember that. Plenty of um, things to remember. Obviously, Charles and Harry both spent time here. Charles, when he went to Geelong Grammar, and he said it was one of the happiest times of his life, and Harry on his gap year when he worked in the outback and, you know, really sort of grew up and became became a man. I think we've been lucky. We've They clearly love coming to Australia. They never sort of do. Well, obviously, it's a long way, so they, they make sure the, the trip is worthwhile. But um, we've been very fortunate to have them come so regularly and, you know, that to do so many different things. Very lucky. And how have tours changed over the years? Oh, I think there's so much more impromptu, less formal. I mean, we saw Megan take her shoes off at the beach. You know, I, I sort of think she's she's learned how to bring a plate. She's taken her shoes off. I think that's any day now we're going to hear her saying, Struth. Um, <laughs> I think um, there's, there's a relaxedness about it um, and, a, and a genuine warmth and, and less of a fear, I think, of um, how they might be seen. I, I think they're realising that in being 
their most authentic selves is what's actually enjoyed and required is it is it's we we respond to them when they are just like us and we know they're not not just like that us they are monarchy they are regal um but when they sort of join us on our level i think is 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 when we feel you know most heartened to have a monarchy and to be part of the commonwealth so so true and thank you so much for your time today angela that was all fascinating and thank you so much everyone for listening to new idea royals And for more daily updates, please head to our website, newidea.com.au or our New Idea Royal Facebook page. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.